Welcome to another edition of our Four Questions Media Spotlight. Today we are talking with a, uh, Robin Kemp, who's a not a new journalist, but with a new publication here in Metro Atlanta. And I'm going to let Robin kind of explain a little bit about uh, how she came to where she is and a little bit about what her new publication is focused on. And then we're going to get into our four questions. Robin, thanks for being with us today. Hi, thanks, Mitch. Thanks for having me. So uh, first question, so talk to me a little about, uh, you've been in, in journalism in Atlanta for, for a, a long time, and uh, I know you just left a, another local paper down in Clayton recently and have started the a new online web, uh, web publication called the Clayton Crescent. So I guess tell us first, what is the Clayton Crescent and, and why is the Clayton Crescent? Well, the Clayton Crescent is trying to be Clayton County's first nonprofit news website. Uh, if you're familiar with sites like uh, the, uh, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm exhausted. I've been up since five this morning. Uh, if, you, if you're familiar with sites like uh, The Lens in New Orleans, mm -hmm. or I believe it's the, Aust is it the Austin Statesman in Texas? Yeah, kind of some, yeah. some, some, some uh, news sites that are just pure online, not print necessarily. Yeah, and, but yeah. nonprofit. I mean, the, the, the point is that they're nonprofits. So uh, that's a funding model that is sort of rushing in to fill the gap where print in particular is leaving off. One of the problems with print operations is you have the presses. And the presses are, in most cases, extremely old. They're, they've been there for you know, 30, 40, 50 more years. And they're expensive. They break down. Um, there's not always people who can fix them anymore. Then you have the real serious problem of distribution. You got to pay people to go throw papers, and that's gas, and that's money, and that's time, and and it's hassle. It's it's labor intensive. You know, one of the very first things I did, like many other journalists, was put together the Sunday New York Times at four in the morning in somebody's basement, and then we all proceeded to divide them up and go throw them. So you know, that's a whole bunch of effort that, and expense that isn't sustainable anymore. So we're endeavoring to be fully online and to be reachable through mobile and every other way that you can get it. And we'll, we'll, we'll say this a couple of times, but what is the, uh, the website URL for the Clayton Crescent? Well, it's ClaytonCrescent.com, but it is officially ClaytonCrescent.org, O-R-G, because we are moving towards that nonprofit status. Yeah. So folks can find you on, on either one of those? Either one. It will okay. also work on .NET. So. Okay, good. Well, it's important to be easy to find, and I'm sure you're on social platforms as well, so people can find your stories that way as well. Excellent, sure. excellent. Uh, you and I have had this conversation that the, the south part of the town is uh, sometimes a little bit underreported, so it's uh, it's great that you we've got a new publication on the south side that's focusing on uh, on Clayton County. Is it? Now, are you just Clayton County, or are you going to kind of be a little more ish in terms of the your coverage area? Well, the ish is extra, okay? <laughs> we're, we're Clayton-centric and Southside strong. So okay. that means that we focus very heavily on Clayton County, but we do not uh, discount the possibility of going into Hapeville, which is in Fulton County, or going to East Point, or going to, you know, something else in the general area. 
Okay. Depends on where it takes us. That's great. So, so first, so first of all, our, our four questions. So, what are you reporting on currently? What kind of, what are some of the big news stories that you're tackling right now? Well, there's a big one in Conley, and I don't know how familiar people are with Conley in the metro. Conley is kind of an orphan down here. It straddles Clayton and uh, DeKalb counties, and it's lacking a city government of any kind. It, it's just this sort of legacy town that exists in a vacuum and is governed only by one of the super commissioners in DeKalb County. And they're having some big problems with zoning right now. There are two illegal businesses that have been operating in the residential area, and they're, they're very much industrial. And what has happened is that a group of homeowners there has banded together and gone to the DeKalb zoning agencies and said, look, you know, we can't have this in our backyard. And they supposedly have had the businesses shut down by the county. I'm in the middle of working that story right now. Um, it's possible that the businesses may go away. It's possible that they may entertain some sort of legal action, and that's where it is right now. Another big thing that's happening in Conley, and no one covers Conley, is, uh, well, you've heard about Sheriff Hill having a big roundup, right? 220-some-odd right, right. people in the past couple of weeks. That's all coming out of Conley. Conley is one of those jurisdictions that has no police coverage whatsoever unless the Sheriff's Department of Clayton or the Sheriff's Department of DeKalb goes in there. Okay. Yeah, I mean, Clay, Conley is, is definitely not something that we, uh, that we see reported very often. I think uh, if you did a survey, probably people would pick, you know, people said pick this out on a map, you'd probably have, uh, people would have a hard time finding it. So it's yeah. interesting that you're, that, that's, like, that's a great focus. And it's not all junkyards. I mean, there are entire subdivisions, nice subdivisions back there. Never seen, never heard of them before. And they're putting up with a lot of stuff. So we're trying to give them a little more coverage. So you, so you just started this up. Uh, what's, is there any, anything, any kind of funny moment that in, in kind of trying to create this new media outlet, you just, you just cracked up laughing going, I can't believe this is happening this way. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> the whole thing is a funny moment. Uh, literally, I I was in bed, and granted, I get up a little bit later because I tend to work a little bit later. It was 9 o'clock, the phone rang, it was my old boss, and she was calling with the bad news. So I'm like, okay, so we talk, and then I get off the phone, and I literally got out of bed, walked in here in the office, and started it. I, that's insane. When when I look back, I think that's completely insane. And people were asking me, "What are you doing? Have, you know, what are you doing?" They weren't saying, "Have you lost your mind?" But there are plenty of times where I said, "God, I must have lost my mind. What am I doing?" But it's it's and, coming along. Yeah. So. Well, and just to be clear, you were at the Clayton News before, right? Mm -hmm. Is that correct? Okay. And uh, and there are unfortunately some some layoffs there recently, and you were one of several folks who were who were let go mm -hmm. uh, within the last couple of months on that. Uh, so you're starting a new media outlet in the midst of a giant pandemic and economic crash. Uh, and as you said, maybe, maybe that's the, the shaking your head funny part of this that, that people might look at. But, you know, in, in starting this up, what, what's been the most challenging thing about kind of getting it going and working in the midst of all this? Hey, there, there are many different tasks to do all at once, and I knew that going in. 
and the, the most difficult thing has been trying to pace my time. So I know that I need to be putting out content continually multiple times a day, but I must, because I'm one person, say, okay, I am not going to update COVID-19 numbers three times a day. That's insane. I'm going to do it at 7 o'clock when the last one's come out, and that's just the end of it mm -hmm. because that's, that's the one for the day, so why bother? Um, I say, okay, would you like to be on the podcast? Great. When are you available? And I'll try to do it in a morning block or in an afternoon block and then plan the rest of my day around that. I get up in the morning early and I say, okay, I need to get out of here while the light's still good and go try to get some photos because I don't have enough photos. Probably the biggest problem is that my photographic assets are all, you know, at the paper because I created them for the paper. So I have to rebuild file photos and things like that when sure, the opportunity sure. arises. Okay. Um, and our, you know, in terms of the, those numbers are, and I've heard a lot of comments about kind of the, how the state is complying with some of the, the COVID-19 numbers and their challenges and frustrations of trying to sort through that. Are you kind of seeing that same challenge and trying to understand that data? Yeah, I, the state data is what it is. And the AJC has been really just led the way on, on covering how that data is or is not being reported by the state agency. My particular thing is that I've tried to get local numbers from the county and it's been very difficult. I'm really not quite clear as to why. Um, I don't get them every day like I expected I would. I ask specifically for numbers that are broken down by city. Mm -hmm. And I'll get that every few days or maybe three or four days in a row and then nothing on Friday and not until Tuesday. And it's a matter of going back and mopping up behind that. And at the same time, it's delicate because you don't want to interfere with everybody's efforts at trying to keep the pandemic under control. So that's been a, a really complex issue to navigate with the numbers. But people want them. People want to know how many people in Forest Park or how many people in Jonesboro or how many people wherever have COVID-19. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, so last question is, uh, you know, pandemic notwithstanding, what other kinds of issues are you, and topics do you want to cover with the Clayton Crest? What kinds of stories oh, do you want to tell? Criminal justice. And I don't want to do mugshot crime coverage, which is what I kind of was forced to do for the most part before, just because of the nature of the beast. Uh, with this site, I'm able to make the editorial decisions and say, okay, I may not cover every single arrest that comes down the pike. I may not be chasing ambulances and doing spot news, but it does give me a chance to step back and say, so what happened with these 227 people? Or how do we know that there's nobody with COVID-19 in the jail? Mm -hmm. Those kinds of questions. And, and bigger things like... Um, you know, restorative justice issues and things that kind of get shunted off to the side because of the daily grind. Okay. So if uh, folks want to contact you, what's the best way to, to reach out to you? Well, come on and get me at Kemp Rights, K-E-M-P-W-R-I-T-E-S at gmail.com for right now. And we'll have the actual Clayton Crescent.org email set up. I want to hold off of that for just a little while longer. But you can always get me there, or you can call me at 
547-1171. And you're on Facebook at? I'm at Facebook at several different places. Just look for <laughs> Robin Kemp. Look for Robin Kemp or look for the Clayton Crescent. Any other social media you want to talk about that you're on? I'm on Twitter. I'm on Twitter at News daily which i haven't figured out how to change that i'm sorry guys at the news daily and uh, there's also a clayton crescent twitter account okay excellent well we've been talking with robin kemp she's the editor publisher uh copy editor and um photographer for the clayton chief crescent. In charge. yeah yeah chief yeah of the clayton crescent and uh, check it out and uh, as always if you want to Find the archives of uh, Four Questions Journalist Spotlight. You can link through uh, leftassociates.com and find the archives. And uh, Robin, thanks for spending some time with us today. Thank you very much for having me, Mitch. Appreciate it.